What's your legacy? Miami-Dade residents produce six pounds of trash daily. Much of that is plastic and will remain in our environment long after we're gone. Be part of the solution. Eliminate single-use plastic. More at miamidade.gov slash plasticfree305. Welcome back, everybody, to Rams Up, your favorite L.A. Rams podcast. You can also follow us on YouTube. Got some great video content. Our YouTube handle is at L.A. Rams Up. You can follow us on Instagram as well. I'm your host, Mark. Let's get to it. Welcome back, everybody. Episode 190 of Rams Up, sneaking up on episode 200. So what's going on with our Rams? OTA offseason workouts underway. They started on May 22nd. They will be held on 10 different days, wrapping up on a four-day stretch, June 5th through 8th. And these OTAs are limited to two hours a day. These early sessions, basically learning how to practice is really what it's all about. We're not going to learn a whole lot about our Rams in these off-season workouts, but DeMarco Farr had a nice little video reviewing the players as they arrived, and he commented on two guys, Byron Young and Daniel Hardy, both looking ripped. Good to hear now. They just need to prove they can get to the quarterback. And then, of course, the mandatory minicamp, June 13th through 15th. I'm going to do two things this episode. The first thing I'm going to do is talk over and under win totals. Try to pick the teams that are being oversold and undersold. I'll just do the AFC this episode. I'll follow up with the NFC next time. And I'm also going to revisit, already revisiting, my 53-man roster prediction. I shared it once already on the YouTube channel, a video, walked through how I see the depth chart and the 53-player roster shaken out, as well as the 16-man practice squad. I'm going to take another hack at it with a couple of minor changes. Reserve the right to do that at any time. This next one will be my official prediction until I have another one, of course. Now, there's some other stuff going on. Two things that will affect the Rams. Obviously, the new kickoff rule. I'm going to get into that on our next podcast. have some opinions on that that are probably going to go against the grain with a lot of people. And I'm also going to talk about that Thursday night flex situation where the Rams Thursday night game against the Saints is one of the games designated as a game that could be flexed out of that Thursday night slot. Saving both of those discussions for our Monday morning drop. So let's talk over and under win totals. We'll go through the AFC this time. We'll start with the AFC East. And I'm going to refer to some of these games as unique games. And what I mean by that is the Bills, Dolphins, Jets, and Patriots, for example, all play the NFC East, the AFC West, and of course they play each other twice. And then they'll have three unique games apiece, one game against the AFC South, one game against an AFC North team, and one game against an NFC South team. And that changes as we go through the divisions, obviously. But when I refer to unique games, that's what I'm talking about. Let's talk about the AFC East. These teams are all playing the NFC East, Cowboys, Eagles, Commanders, and Giants. And the AFC West, Chargers, Chiefs, Raiders, and Broncos. Some tough draws there. 
What are the over-under win totals for the Bills? 10.5, the Dolphins, 9.5, Jets, also 9.5, and and the Patriots, 7.5. Now, I'm tempted to go under on the Patriots. I think this is the year they really take another step back. They get the Colts and Saints and Steelers, all three teams that I think are a little bit undervalued. Meanwhile, the Bills get the Jags, Bucks, and Bengals. That's a first-place schedule. The Jags might be one of the weaker first-place teams from last year, but the Bucks, I guess the Bucks take that title. They have taken two or three steps back with the retirement of Tom Brady. The Bucks are going to struggle, so the Bills kind of luck out there. And for that reason, I'm taking the over on the Bills The Buffalo Bills will get to 11 wins. Heck, they're going to probably get to 12 wins, maybe even 13. So I'm taking the over on the Buffalo Bills. The AFC North, so they play the NFC West and the AFC South. The NFC West, not as formidable as it used to be. The AFC South, still fairly weak. What are the over-under win totals for these teams? The Bengals, 11.5, and all three of the other teams, 8.5. I think the Bengals are going to have a really good season, but 11.5 is a high number. The Browns, 8.5, seems like a lot. They get the Jets, Broncos, and Bears. But playing the AFC South and they play the Bears, that's in their favor. Still, I'm not touching that. The Ravens, 8.5, seem kind of low to me. But remember, not only are they playing the 49ers and the Seahawks and the Rams, They're getting the Dolphins, Chargers, and Lions. Dolphins and Lions, two teams. The consensus seems to be they're on the upswing. The Chargers are always good, but they are the Chargers. Still, I'm not touching that 8.5 with the Ravens. I do like the Steelers. 8.5, taking the over on them. I'm not usually in the Steelers' corner, but I think their quarterback and their coach are going to make a difference this year. I think the Steelers hit it with their quarterback, Kenny Pickett. I don't think he's a future Hall of Famer. I don't think he's a top 10 quarterback, but he's got that it factor going. And with that coach and with that culture in Pittsburgh, the Steelers are going to be a pretty good team. So I'll take the over on the Steelers. So, so far, what do we have? We have over on the Bills, 10 and a half, and over on the Steelers, eight and a half. Next up, we have the AFC South. They play the NFC South and the AFC North. So in other words, they're playing the Saints, Bucks, Falcons, and Panthers. And they're also playing the Bengals, Ravens, Browns, and Steelers. What are the win totals on these teams? The Jags, 9.5. The Titans, 7.5. Losing some love after last year. The Colts, 6.5. And the Texans, 5.5. And as I look at these schedules, the one thing that jumped out at me is the Jags. I get it. They're a good team, really finished strongly last year. But not only do they get the AFC North, but they also play the Bills, 49ers, and Chiefs. That's a tough road for the Jags. Are they going to be able to repeat what they did last year, late last year? I'm taking the under on the Jags. Now, The risk here is they could really demolish the rest of their division, but the Titans are always tough. I think the Colts are going to be improved, and I think the Texans are going to be a little improved, especially after C.J. Stroud takes over from Davis Mills. But I'm taking the under on the Jags. 
In the last division, we're going to talk about the AFC West. They're playing the entire AFC East and the NFC North. NFC North is a decent draw this year. Packers going to be a little bit down. The Vikings just spinning their wheels with Kirk Cousins. The Lions are good, but not great. And the Pairs, they're still a couple of years away. The AFC East, no pushovers there. What are the win totals? The Chiefs, 11 and a half. The Chargers, 9 and a half. Broncos, 8 and a half. And the Raiders, 7 and a half. And the one I feel strongly about here, kind of the same way I feel about the Bills, the Kansas City Chiefs are going to get to 12 wins, right? 11 and a half win total? What's your legacy? Miami-Dade residents produce six pounds of trash daily. Much of that is plastic and will remain in our environment long after we're gone. Be part of the solution. Eliminate single-use plastic. More at miamidade.gov slash plasticfree305. Let's take a closer look at their schedule. They get the Bengals, Jags, and Eagles as their unique games. A rematch with the Eagles. That'll be fun. And the Bengals as well. I still think they get the 12 wins. The Raiders are going to be down a little bit. The Broncos, they're going to be improved, but I still think they're a very mediocre offense with Russell Wilson at the helm. Sorry, that's just how I see it. I don't think Russell Wilson is going to be getting better at this point. And the Chargers, they're going to be competitive, but Chiefs are going to find a way to win one of them when the Chargers do something crazy stupid at the end of a game. Chiefs get to 12 wins, so that's my pick there. I wouldn't touch any of these others. So a recap. I got the Bills over 10.5 wins. I have the Steelers over 8.5 wins. I have the Chiefs over 11.5 wins. And my only under, the Jags under 9.5. Next week, we'll do the same with the NFC teams. We'll walk through those win totals, and I'll give you my take on which way you should be leading on each of these teams over or under. Back in a second with my second hack at the Rams 53-man roster. This one, I think, is going to be the real deal. The one I'm going to roll with, the one I'm going to stick with, at, at least for a few weeks. Now, I already presented one 53-man roster and a 16-man practice squad on the YouTube channel. Went through it in quite a bit of detail, actually. And I'm going to present it again with a couple of minor changes. If you missed the YouTube presentation, well, maybe just skip it and roll with this one. I'm going to do this again once in a while. But this is the 53-man roster I'm predicting at this point. Let's get into it. On offense, the Rams are carrying three quarterbacks, Matthew Stafford, Brett Ripien, and the rookie Stetson Bennett. And three running backs, Cam Akers, Kyron Williams, and Zach Evans. No real surprises here, I don't think. There will, however, be a couple of running backs popping up on our practice squad. Six wide receivers, Cooper Cup, Tutu Atwell, Van Jefferson, Ben Skowronik, Puka Nakua, and probably the biggest surprise thus far, maybe the biggest surprise, period, Austin Trammell beating out Lance McCutcheon for that six-wide receiver spot. I may change my mind on that, but that's what I'm rolling with right now. Trammell offers something a little bit special, I think. I like what he brings to the table. I'm an Austin Trammell fan. 
three tight ends, Tyler Higbee, Davis Allen, and Bryson Hopkins. No Hunter Long. And as I said on the YouTube channel, the Rams could be moving on from Tyler Higbee, going back and forth on that. I've kind of reversed my position on this. I say they keep Tyler Higbee. Hunter Long is the tight end on the outs, but he will make the practice squad. Nine offensive linemen. Joseph Nopum, Steve Avila, Brian Allen, Coleman Shelton, Rob Havenstein, Alaric Jackson, Tremaine Ankrum, Logan Bruss, and Warren McClendon. You know, that's a pretty good group. A little concerned about the left tackle spot. And as someone else wrote the other day, this is actually a really healthy unit. I think the Rams' offensive line is going to be just fine. So much flexibility, especially along the interior. They just need to stay healthy. Hey, they can handle a couple of injuries, but last year they can't handle that again. But that was a real anomaly. I have high hopes for this group of offensive linemen. And there will be a couple of more on the practice squad. Okay, that's 24 offensive players. Let's talk defense. We'll start with the six defensive linemen. Aaron Donald, Bobby Brown, Marquise Copeland, Jonah Williams, Laurel Murchison, and Kobe Turner. And two other guys that, that kind of fit in along the defensive line, but can also play outside. Very versatile. Deshaun Johnson, probably more of a defensive end. And Michael Hoyt, DeMarco Farr and his partner, saying Michael Hoyt proclaiming, hey, I'm an edge rusher. These guys are going to have to come and take my job. But I think he's going to end up being more of a defensive lineman. But hey, he's just another guy that can fill a lot of roles for this Rams. And that's a theme with this roster. That's a theme with their recent draft picks. Versatile players that can contribute in a lot of different ways. The other edge rushers, outside linebackers, Byron Young, Ocean Mathis, Daniel Hardy, and Nick Hampton. And Hardy is the change. I had originally pegged him as missing out on this 53-man roster. My thought was, you know what? If the Rams had hopes for Daniel Hardy, if they really thought highly of him, why would they have drafted all these edge guys? But I'm rethinking that. Just a guess on my part. I know DeMarco Farr and his partner also noted Hardy looks like he came in in great shape. So I plugged Hardy back on the 53-man roster at the expense of linebacker Anyala Betty. And I have no idea if I'm pronouncing that right. He's the undrafted rookie that they signed. Going to go a little bit thin at the inside linebacker position, though, because of that, carrying Ernest Jones, Jake Hummel, and Christian Roseboom. And that's it. We're going with five cornerbacks, Kobe Durant, Robert Rochelle, Darion Kendrick, Sean Jolly, and the rookie Tomlinson. And six safeties. That's right. I'm carrying six safeties. Russ to Jordan Fuller, Quentin Lake, Jonathan Taylor II, Torrance, and Johnson, the two undrafted rookie free agents. They both make the squad. So that adds up to 24 offensive players, 26 defensive players. And then we have three special teamers, Ethan Evans, the punter, Alex Ward, the long snapper, and Christopher Dunn, the kicker. Get back to this practice squad. 
I see them carrying the two running backs, Ronnie Rivers and Tyon Evans. I see them carrying two offensive linemen, their seventh-round pick from last year, A.J. Akuri, along with Zach Thomas. The tight end, Hunter Long, I already mentioned. Wide receiver, Lance McCutcheon. And I know a lot of Ram fans are in love with him. Uh, you know, I may come to regret that. I, I get people falling head over heels for Lance McCutcheon based on his preseason performance last year, but I'm not sold. I'm rolling with Trammell. Hey, maybe I'm just trying to be different. Guilty as charged. Wide receiver is Xavier Smith. And I also have them carrying wide receiver Braxton Burmeister. And why? Eh, just taking a flyer on this guy because he can also play quarterback. Can never hurt having an extra camp arm. And that's why I gave Burmeister the edge. Who else we got? We got the cornerback Davis out of Arizona State. Another cornerback, Cameron McCutcheon. So we got two McCutcheons on this practice squad. And they'll get to play against each other. The linebacker I mentioned, Anya Labechi. Defensive lineman TJ Carter. He's been around for a while. Outside linebacker Keir Thomas. Another guy that's got some playing time for the Rams last year. And the two undrafted rookie linebackers, DeAndre Square and Ryan Smenda. And the last guy, Richard LeCount, the safety. He was with the Rams last year on the practice squad. So that's my 16-man practice squad, 53-man roster. So what selections am I least comfortable with, the least confident about? Well, I guess I'd start with Ripien, the quarterback. Is he going to be the third guy? Stetson Bennett's going to be on this roster. But does someone beat out Ripien? I think they want to keep a veteran as a backup along with Stetson Bennett. So I think he makes the team. Does Trammell really beat out McCutcheon for that sixth wide receiver spot? Or does someone else beat out both of them? Or do they carry both of them? Is there a surprise cut along that offensive line? Because there's a lot of talented guys there. On the defensive side, a lot of edge rushers here. Young, Hoyt, Mathis, Hardy, Hampton, guy like Deshaun Johnson that can play outside as well. Is there going to be a surprise cut there? Maybe Hardy doesn't make the team. Maybe Mathis doesn't. Maybe Mr. Irrelevant doesn't make the team. And is Sean Jolly our fifth cornerback? Maybe there's an undrafted rookie that beats him out. Hey, hey, maybe there's a signing to come. They bring back a veteran like Troy Hill. And the safeties, I like these six guys that I selected but do they really carry six? Is Johnson or Torrance actually going to get cut or end up on the practice squad? So there's five or six positions here that could go a different direction than I'm predicting. But I feel pretty comfortable with about 45 out of 53 here. I'm going to take a snapshot of this. Hey, you have the receipts. We'll see how I did come September. But that's my 53-man roster. It's awfully early, but... I think that's a good early look at what the Rams' 53-man roster is going to look like. That's going to do it for this episode. Remember, you can reach us at ramsuppodcast at gmail.com. Visit our website at ramsup.com. And don't forget about our YouTube channel. Our handle is at laramsup.com. Until next time.
time, keep the horns up, stay safe, and have fun out there. Music courtesy of the YouTube Audio Library. Tracks featuring Bar Crawl by Track Tribe, Buckeye Banzai by Vans in Japan, and Crimson Fly by Hamahama. What's your legacy? Miami-Dade residents produce six pounds of trash daily. Much of that is plastic and will remain in our environment long after we're gone. Be part of the solution. Eliminate single-use plastic. More at miamidade.gov slash plastic-free 305.